In 2018, 538 awarded Michael Stuhlbarg with the most prestigious award in Hollywood, the John C. Raleigh Award, given to an actor who appears in three Best Picture nominees. Stuhlbarg did it in a field of nine nominated pictures, but JCR was in 60% of nominees in 2002. Like Stuhlbarg in 2018, each of these films was a period piece, stretching back to the 1860s in Gangs of New York, the 1920s in The Hours, and also the 1950s in The Hours. The final film in the trio won the big prize, though, becoming the first musical to win Best Picture since Oliver! Since the exclamation since point is very important. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Oliver has an exp- exclamation mark at the end. Um, okay. that's, the real, that's the real title of the movie, too. Um, okay. <clears throat> An adaptation of a musical version of a play that had its own silent film adaptation. This year's winner is the topic of today's discussion, Chicago. Razzle dazzle This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I am Cody Lunsford, and I am joined, as always, by... I'm no one's wife, but I love my life and all that jazz. I'm Chad. Pop six squish uh uh-uh, uh Cicero lip shits. I'm Mark. Yep. <laughs> so yep. Um, those are lines from the songs <laughs> of this musical. Pop yeah. Fossey. Musical, and because it's a musical episode, we're singing every single line. I, every I did not agree. Fucking I... <laughs> word of this will be a song. Singing a song about our podcast. It's a podcast where we pick every favorite movie of our. Right, life right, and it's every out, fucking year out, of out, our life. Time out, time out. What genre of music are we? Broadway. Singing? Because I think we're not on the same page. And well, Broadway is a little more all encompassing than you're willing to admit that it is. <laughs> no, it is, but I'm I'm doing kind of like a high school musical kind of like musical. Um that does not mm-hmm. remotely sound like any song from the film High School Musical. No. It's mm-hmm. a bit like greasy We're all recording podcast. Well, no, that's that's doing it to the Look, what I am doing is an homage and I'm learning mm-hmm. from the different styles of musical theaters that have right. like inspired through the decades and I'm putting Man. I'm I'm using those inspirations to kind of yeah. like You're really pulling uh, from like, the greatest musical of all time, High School yes, Musical. Yes, High School Musical, High School Musical 2, High School High Musical, musical three, 3, the yeah. pantheon of musicals. Yeah, there's It's honestly not. a shame that we can't pick those for the podcast because they are TV movies and then Well, the well the High School Musical 3 and, would be eligible. But but we've made it a policy not to talk about a you know a well I guess not no, die we hard try to avoid pieces of did. pieces of series yeah uh, we try not to but I feel like High School Musical three is so ubiquitous what year did that come out that was two thousand and eight ten <laughs> well <laughs> so nobody knows is the answer it's way after two thousand eight um it's not though mark is the thing it's not like way after i think it is exactly 2008 good job chad yep god damn i'm I'm really good at remembering when movies came out i am also good at that i just mark just has a lot of school at the time yeah well you weren't um it was the summer before high school for you um this was yeah it was before for me yeah, I just thought that I was in high school when it came out, but I guess not. 
Are we setting ourselves up to talk about High School Musical 3? Look, that's not going to be our 2008 episode. There's a lot of crazy stuff in 2008. Mm, well, right now it's on a list. We'll see if it stays there. We might want to pencil <laughs> at least one of the High School Musicals in. I would actually say we should talk about the first one as a bonus episode. But this is a conversation for Off of the Pod because today we were talking about a different musical. This one yeah. written by... Um, I don't actually remember who did the lyrics but because Fosse first choreographed it. But uh, first, yeah. uh, let's go with, down to the Megaplex. All right, time in. Cody, we're back. I think you we're back to singing. Shouting with singing. Uh, have you been to high school theater? <laughs> yeah, actually, our theater program is, is okay. Really yours well was good. All right, Mine the, wasn't. Where's the singing, Cody? You promised singing and nothing but singing. Let's go. Well, so I'm kind of so we're not doing like a Hamilton style where every line. Oh, is Oh, we'll sung. break into number. We'll, we'll did, break you into. You literally numbers. said every line would be sung. Yeah, but like yeah. that's part of theater is subverting expectations. <laughs> we're actually lying gonna... to your audience is subverting expectations. Mm, I don't know. Well, okay, but gonna... if the, if ever there was time for a musical break, it would be the Megaplex. The Megaplex. So, so, and to, to give further context <laughs> to the musical You're not singing. You're not this, singing. No, here's the, the way that this is structured is that most of this podcast <laughs> t- takes place in the real world. Right. But there will yeah. be vignettes edited in later. Oh, okay. That makes um, sense. Of, of song oh. and full production music with an orchestra and everything. It'll be so, added in post, though. So, so we'll what, what Mark is doing <laughs> is like those little bits in the musical number where like the dialogue is still happening right. in conjunction. Um, but I'm, I think I'm basically Harold Hill, where I'm just talking in rhythm. If uh-huh. you look at the actual book, it's just really intense syncopation of my words and my syllables. Um, it's actually quite the skill. It's kind of like in uh, my my Fair Lady, where right. the, that guy doesn't sing; he just talks. That's me. Yeah. Or talking. it's or it's like in uh, yeah yeah yeah. Isn't isn't Sondheim really big about that? Where it's just the like, it is singing, but it's mostly just fast talking. Where it's like, but 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 I'm not getting married. But 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 getting married today. <laughs> That's a something from company. Hey, so now that everybody has stopped listening to the podcast, what do you guys want to talk about today? I don't know. <laughs> I would like to talk about what I saw at the Megaplex. Okay, okay, fine. Go for it. Go uh, for it. I saw Hustlers. Hustlers. Cicero. <laughs> And so tell yes. us about Hustlers. Hustle, hustle, hustlers was a very good movie. I liked it a lot. Lots of I pretty God, actresses <laughs> doing lots of erotic dances. Mm-hmm. Um, also, <laughs> <laughs> you don't not, you do not have to <laughs> sing the entire review. All right, I'm gonna break uh, break from the. Um, God, this is Look, here's loop. the thing. This is Everybody, already such a loopy episode, but I'm right. here for it. Every, like, um, everybody has their stick, right? Like, sure. singing, sing-song reviews could be ours. I mean, sky's the limit. Lights, camera, I, Jackson's stick is he sounds like a fucking 30s <laughs> like, radio announcer. So like us doing singing reviews wouldn't be the strangest things that ever exist. That- it's Could insane be. that like someone's someone's shtick as a movie reviewer is that they're a huge fucking dork is actually <laughs> impressive because every movie reviewer is also a huge fucking dork. And like the fact that it's like such a high level of dorkdom that every dork is like, are you kidding me? Like it's it's truly an insane level. Um, um, I think we just uh, or I think Cody just came up with a really good YouTube series of uh, s- singing reviews. 
Yeah. Um, I think you should do that. Or I won't. You should write them and yeah, have someone who can to sing, our, sing them. Pay attention to yeah. our Instagram stories as we, um, throughout this week, we'll sing reviews of movies. Not um, going to happen. I've got a wedding to plan. Okay. Um. Well, Chad will sing reviews for movies on our Instagram feed. So Hustlers. Dude. Yeah. Tell us about Hustlers. Uh, it's really good. It's really... Yeah. It's pretty funny, honestly. Um, it's funny. like not a comedy. No. Um, but no. like... Lily Reinhardt's character really cracked me up, um, throwing up all the time. Um, that was a funny bit. It, it what, like Cody tweeted that um, it makes a good pairing with The Big Short and Wolf of Wall Street. One hundred. Uh, one of my friends told me that they saw that tweet without seeing Hustlers, and they thought that you were like, "Here are my top three movies: Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> Big Short, and Hustlers." And they're like, "It's a weird lineup." And I was like, "It's like a thematic thing." And they're like, "Yeah." yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh I, I agree with that hundred percent. It very thematically feels like, you know, it's that it's about sort of economic based on a true anxiety. story. Yeah. Yeah. It anything taking place around two thousand eight kind of gets put into the same uh category. Except breaking bad. It's not well, I guess now that's about all about an economic anxiety. Yeah, that's a hundred percent that yeah. impetus to well, that show. Let but, me just but, redact that statement. Yeah. I think that the, the the similarities between this and Wolf of Wall Street is that it's about how like in order to make money you have to ignore that the people you're dealing with are also people. Absolutely. Um, you have to dehumanize them mm-hmm. in order to make the money. And but, like it it leads and, to, yeah. in, in this case, the, it was like be dehumanized or do the dehumanizing yourself, exactly. which was like yes. a fun twist yeah. on it. Yes. Because um, um, like that was basically their a, options in their job uh, in right. that era when they had to, you know, change up what they were offering to uh, still make money and be in operation. Right. Yeah. Um. The, I, I mean... I'd have to like look at my entire list of movies to be sure, but I'm going to throw this out into the sphere. This may be the biggest surprise of the year to me for it being as good as it is. Like, you know, does yeah. that make sense? No, that makes total sense. Yeah, I think I agree. But because of that, people, I do think, hyped it up for me more yeah, than... Yeah, sure. Like, I, I don't think... J-Lo should win an Oscar for this movie. And really? Because like, I like, truly do. I truly don't. Um, mm. it, she was great in it, but like she's just kind of doing herself, you know. Have you ever seen her in a movie, though? Uh, Yeah. Not like, recently. I'm not asking that question to be shitty, and I know sometimes people no. ask questions like that to be shitty, but I haven't seen her in that much, and what I have seen her in is Geely, so I'm well, like... Yeah, she hasn't <laughs> been in a wow. good movie in a Cody. minute. Right. You're completely overlooking Serena. Um which Selena is re- and sorry, she, Selena. The thing uh, is, she is really good in Selena. Hustlers, yes. I think, is a better performance, but she, she is yes. really good in that movie. Um she is really good in Selena. She's also pretty decent in second act, which I watched on accident. Right. Yeah. Um, but she's good enough to hold my attention throughout that whole movie. Right. I <laughs> Chat's yelling. My uh, dog is literally biting my cat's head off, and that's just not gonna. Stand. Why did so? Why did uh, KJ Appa just walk into your house and you fucking yelled at him? No, <laughs> like, that's strange. no, not Riverdale's Archie. Oh, okay. My dog you're, is named you're Archie. You're Archie. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I thought that a comic book came to life. So that <laughs> yeah, answered my that was question real scary. Well, so, um, yeah, that see, I think J Lo. I mean, 
there's a lot of movies coming down the pipeline. I think J-Lo should at least be nominated. You know, like, I I think she's very good in it. I wouldn't be um, surprised if she was nominated. And I mean, it is a good performance. So, yeah, she earned it. But I mean, it, I, I would prepare yourself to not be surprised if she wins. Truly. That, like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Mm, I would be surprised if she wins, but I would not be surprised if she's nominated is what I will say. Yeah, right. that's about where I'm at. Um, uh, but yeah, good movie. Good um, movie. Good, good movie. It's 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 very stylish. It's very cool. It has maybe two of the best lines of recent memory. Um, the we were fucking hurricanes. Like we'll go in history as good cinema lines, and then the one that's talking about like uh, the whole world's a strip club. Either the you're the one throwing money or you're the one dancing. Like. Mm. We should have talked about Hustlers last. We're bad at planning, but that actually would have tied very well into the movie we're talking about. Not uh, really. Yeah. Uh, it's yes, fine. So, um, so, Mark, yes, what did you see at the Netflix? You idiot. It would have. Mark, Cody, what did you see in theaters? Oh, shit. Why, okay. was it, why am I going next? I don't know, because you weren't and you weren't segueing to me. I was oh, segueing to you. Are you not hearing me? I, I didn't hear you. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, Mark, you it's go fine. next. Well, uh, this is just embarrassing. I saw, uh, speaking of things that are gonna, probably not going to be nominated for Oscars, I mean, anytime that a major film director directs, like, you know, like a huge popular book, it's always in the in the play. Um, so The Goldfinch is what I saw. I just wanted to stay oh, up to date yeah. with my movies. It's not, uh, it's not necessarily a good time in that it's about mm. a boy who's sad. Right. Um, and it's also not necessarily a good time in that it's not very good. Are the performances um, good at least? The performances are fine. Yeah. They're not like great, but they're fine. None of the characters are given a ton to do. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Both in terms of like, you know, I guess their characters have some depth, but uh, the plot is pretty, pretty slow. Is it? Um, is it just because there's so many characters? No. Partly? No. No. There's just really not a whole lot going on. The plot of the movie <laughs> is like um, little sad boy survives a terrorist attack, but his mom dies. Right. And then he's sad. Right. He uh, he stole a painting. Right. He's sad. Yep. Um, he does some drugs. So so the book is probably a lot more internal like stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I and and there's a lot of narration in the movie as well. Oh boy. Um that is is definitely, you know, some of the just the prose of the book probably, but maybe a little bit too much narration. Right. Um the boy's so sad. Yeah. It's really troubling. He does a lot of drugs as well. <laughs> so um, Mark does have a lot to say his, about Goldfinch. <laughs> one of one of his favorite pastimes is like going in a storage locker in like uh-huh. a very nice suit. Um, and then smashing up a Prozac and snorting it, and then passing out still in the storage locker. Very sad boy. Yeah, so sad I'm boy. not going to watch this movie ever, probably. No. <laughs> yeah. I was going to if it was going to get Oscar that... attention, which I thought it was going to, but it sounds like yeah, it's not but now. It, so... it, it's simply not yeah. one of One of the It boys is in it. Um, yeah. Doing a Which bad boy? Russian accent. Finn Which Wolfhard. Um, oh, Stranger Things yes. boy. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's actually pretty decent if you can get past his accent. Yeah, um, I, I saw a clip with the accent, and I was like, "Oh god!" Typically, like, have you, have you, I can't get past. Have you the ever accent. seen a child and thought to yourself, "I think this guy's going to grow up to be a Russian mobster"? Yeah, um, that's Finn Wolfhard's character. 
And then you see him later on, and he's a Russian mobster. Oh. Um, so spoilers, I guess he played the part. I guess. Yeah. Um, so speaking of movies with narration, yeah. But this time, good narration. Yes. I saw Ad Astra at the Cineplex, and it. I guess we should have noted Hustlers is a Best Picture recommends movie, as is Ad Astra. And uh, the Goldfinch, by the way, uh, is not. <laughs> is not. Um, Ad Astra is incredible. Uh, we get one. Uh, we essentially like how we get roughly one musical a year. We also get about one space movie a year. Yes. Um, this one is very good, and I think the best one of the recent uh, kind of slew of them. Mm-hmm. Um, this, w- you don't really know going in like what the movie is going to do or be about. And yeah, I, s- I still don't. I'm planning yeah. on seeing it this week. You you definitely should. And it just, it, it, it just isn't quite what you expect. And it really world builds in a phenomenal way. There's some incredible action that I didn't necessarily expect. It's, um, it's. I saw this movie as well, and it is also a movie that's very internal mm-hmm. uh, and has a lot of, uh, you know, voiceover. But right. uh, the directing keeps you engaged, right? Uh, and also, the acting is phenomenal. Wh- yeah, maybe one of the best Brad Pitt performances, which feels insane to still be saying. Um, mm-hmm. But he's so good in it. Tommy Lee Jones is incredible in it. Like, if there's any justice, Tommy Lee Jones gets a supporting actor nominee this mm. year, but he'll at least get a Cody. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking good. I, like, I, I don't want to ruin it it's, too much for Chad or anybody I mean, who hasn't seen it. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's very good. And it, it's one of those movies that the more I think about it, the more I like it. Me too. Um, I want to go back to your comment about the best of the recent slew of space movies. Yeah. Do you consider Hidden Figures a space movie? I didn't see that one, but prob well, really, I'm getting to it. But no, I didn't see it when I came. We out. don't see anyone don't go into space, space in that movie, do you? None of the titular figures do. Well, yeah, but like, do you see any shot in space? Uh, I think I probably wouldn't count that one because that one is probably again haven't seen it, but based on what I know, is more of a workplace drama slash yes, it is. fighting over <laughs> racism drama. Yes. Um, so probably not in the same way, um, though I would love for a female astronaut to be added to this. Lo- I mean, I guess Lucy in the Sky is Well, Lucy in the this. Sky is about to come out, did come yeah. out. I don't know. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be out, I think. Yes. Okay. And I will try to see it, even though I have heard very mixed things. Um, I, but I still don't think see it, it looks very good. I don't think I love realistic space movies. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I don't think that I do. I like Interstellar a lot, which is not that realistic of a space um, movie. I think you're going to like Ad Astra. I mean, um, Ad, I'm not going to like ruin it for you. Ad Astra is not about fucking like time loops and that kind of shit the sure. same way Interstellar is. But it Ad Astra is a bit weirder than it seems on the surface. They, they're both okay. like character dramas more than they are like Apollo 13 space movies. Right. Um, not yeah, that like, Apollo 13 isn't great. It's uh, good. It's just like not my cup of tea with space movies. I, I did mean, like Gravity, which isn't that realistic. No, that uh, like okay, everything you're saying is like I think Chad is gonna like Ad Astra. Okay, good. Yeah, the the, <laughs> um, the, the, the biopic in space, like First Man, was such a drag for me. 
And, and I, I like that movie okay, but yeah. I just didn't. I mean, it was right. there were cool moments in it for sure. I think like the whole lunar landing sequence. Oh, spoiler alert, Neil Armstrong landed <laughs> on the moon. Um, right. That whole lunar landing sequence of like having to time everything right and like those like science payoffs. That's fun, I guess, but it's just, it's just such a drag. I mostly just like yeah, biopics, the, I in, guess in Ad Astra, thing. there are a lot of those like you know having to do really technical space maneuvers, but they yeah. are filmed much in a, like a I don't know, it's more cinematic way, I guess. Um, yeah. Okay. It 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 is feel. I wouldn't say it's more intense than First Man, because uh, First mm. Man is very intense in a lot of ways, but it's intense in a different kind yeah, of way. It's it's I like there's like, an, like it it every piece of it feels like. Uh, emotional to some extent even though the character the, the main character is like not in touch with his emotions very right often. i mean i've seen people describe it as like a mix between 2001 and apocalypse now um, yeah, i don't yeah, know yeah, where they're getting that. 2001 from that other than that it's in space right the 2001 um, thing is not accurate the apocalypse now thing is accurate and yes. i like it better than i like apocalypse now so is it um, more first man meets apocalypse now no, it's it's more Interstellar meets uh, right. Apocalypse Now. I mean, I like Apollo like thirteen meets Apocalypse Now is probably the best comparison. Are there Except fun? Apo- um, are there Apollo fun 13's? robots? Uh, no. Interstellar had some fun robots. No, there's no robots, but yeah, that that's why I'm like, it's not Apollo thirteen really, because Apollo thirteen is like realistic. It's set in the future. I mean, that's the one thing I'll tell yeah, you, Chad. Yeah. It's like a future movie. And it's a, okay. it's a cool vision of the future and it's not yeah. it's not like a super optimistic view of the future, but it's also not a very Fun. not necessarily a pessimistic view of the future. It's so kind of it's kind of, a, it's kind of realistic yeah. like, you know, maybe in 100 years this is where we'll be. It it's did, uh, it's did climate change end up getting us? No, no, it doesn't seem to. Huh. Um, but yeah, it's it's weirdly a realistic one. That's that's such a good, um, good descriptor. Um, there is one of the one part of the movie that I think to myself may have been a little different. So this is technically a Disney movie now. There's <laughs> one part of this movie that if it had been a Disney movie the whole time, like if it had been a 20th Century Fox owned by Disney thing, there's one thing I think they could have done that would have made one part even more interesting than it is. I'm being vague because I don't want to ruin it for Chad. But Are you talking yeah, about putting it in a Star Wars vague. cinematic universe? No. Chad, take your headphones off. I'll signal you well, whenever uh, you... It's, well, it's he fine. has to edit this, Cody. I do uh, have you, to edit this. True. You've probably seen it on Twitter. When they go up I to the moon... I anything. Oh. Okay. When they go up well, to the moon... Cody, it, I think I know what you're talking about. Okay. When they the, There's a part where they go up to the moon, and there's an element where seeing perhaps a Disney World type thing there would have actually felt pretty <laughs> realistic. Um, gotcha. Is, is, you know is what, what I was thinking of. When I was watching The Goldfinch, I was also thinking, like, they're in L.A. Like, why don't they <laughs> Just going go to, to Disneyland? Disneyland? That's What's a good point. On why are, like, more movies should be about, like, hey, let's go to Disney World for, you know, like how Full House and all those shows have, like, that episode where they go to Disney World because they're owned by ABC? Like, let's just have that in movies. That the Hustler, Hustlers is about people who are rich, but they don't spend that money on Disney World tickets. And I'm like, I don't buy (laughs) it. So, yeah. Do not buy it. What was going on in Disney World in 2010? Pretty Must have been pretty boring. 
It would have been insane if in the middle of Hustlers, they're like, girls, we're going to Disney World. And it that's just 20 minutes of the movie. Look, um, I mean, but I, if it was owned by Disney, it would have been a nice addition is all I'm saying. So Mark's being an asshole to me right now. But I think like what I'm saying is not inaccurate. Well, but like the moon isn't like a whole city at this point. It is, um, though. Like, no, that's it's kind like of an idea. airport. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe I misunderstood. I was like, okay, if there's a colonized like whole area, there's then, like, like there's like a there's like a colony, but it isn't like it isn't like Paris or Tokyo or it would be like okay, what if we had Disney World like uh, Bermuda, where it's like mm-hmm. no people go to go to this place because it's the moon, not because they want to go to Disney World. All right, you know what I mean? Fair enough. I may have misunderstood the scope of it, but. You have to admit it's true. If we do colonize the moon and we colonize a large portion of it, there will be a Disney park on the moon. It, sure, I will give you that. Anyway, I'm going to um, fight Mark. Is it time to talk about the movie at hand? Razzle dazzle um. Yeah, it's time to talk about Chicago. Had you boys ever seen this motion picture before? Um, I had not until yesterday. Mm. I had I saw it a few years ago. I was just in the mood for a musical, and was like, "I've heard Chicago is good," and it was. Yeah, it, I've uh, definitely. It's good. Yeah, I've definitely seen this probably at least two or three times, and I've also seen mm-hmm. like a live production of it, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, Liv really likes it, so we hear the music all the time in the apartment, mm-hmm. um, especially Cell Block Tango. Um, let's talk a little bit about the plot of this movie and then let's like deep dive into this. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so basically the plot of Chicago, Roxy Hart played by, uh, Renee Zellweger, Judy herself, um, kills her lover and then goes to prison after her husband, Amos, John C. Riley, fails to take the fall for her. She meets fellow female criminals, including Velma Kelly, played by Catherine Zeta-Jones, a former big performing act who starts to see herself as competing with Roxy for headlines. In prison, Roxy is helped by Mama, Queen Latifah, who helps her get headlines, and she's also helped by a fancy lawyer named Billy Flynn, uh, who the fuck, Richard Gere, uh, who <laughs> puts on the trial like a show uh roxy gets off after faking a pregnancy but it's forgotten pretty quickly once there's quote new blood on the walls her and velma team up to put a sh- put on a show together and that's how the movie ends so yeah that's the movie chicago all right it's so like uh, is Black this movie better than spirited away um <laughs> right uh-huh uh sorry what were you going to say, Mark? I was just going to say that it's basically like Orange is the New Black, but with music and in the 20s. Huh. Um, yeah, a really little bit. really skipped the whole summary there. That's the, that's the <laughs> gist of it. That's pretty much the but, gist. But not quite. Th- th- this movie is really focused on celebrity and infamy and those kind of concepts of like being famous for being bad and how to manipulate public favor into, you know, mm. actually deciding law and... Yeah, I, I, I like some interesting things. I tried to have like when watching it this time, I tried to have some read about like a commentary on like true crime. Um, nothing really ended up coming out of that because um, it was you know it's way before true crime and it's and it's more about um, people using their own well crimes isn't this to their own advantage. This whereas, is you know, based on uh, on true, true crimes, crime. right? 
Yes, but it's not like sort it's, of very loosely. It's not like there okay. are serial killers who are hosting true crime podcasts. No, uh, no. This is this is like people doing crimes and then you know they are profiting off of their own crimes. I mean, it's about sensationalism, right? Which is something that we are talking about a lot more um, in the world now because of like clickbait headlines and mm. stuff like that but sensationalism has always been a thing but it, but it's basically um, about that it's it's using headlines and public you know uh public uh perception yeah. in order to like shape a narrative yeah and it you know it's also set in the the prohibition which is a time where like you know everyone was committing crimes like right. everyone was drinking and going to jazz clubs um so, you know, being a criminal wasn't, you know, as big of a deal. Now, being a murderer is different, but I think, you know... Yeah, it's still it's, pretty big. Yeah. But definitely very big. But if you can start to convince people that, you know, it wasn't your fault that you murdered him, and, you know, people right. started to think about, okay, even if I do a crime, I can give a reason for doing the crime and, you know, right. turn the public image away f- or towards my side. Also, there's music. There's music. And uh, the music and, is and very dancing. good. Um, Very good. I had seen like this movie's influence. I, I saw the movie yesterday, and I didn't know that it was referencing this movie in certain things. Um, but yeah, like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend in its final wait, season. Wait, what was what was referencing this movie in yesterday? That movie's about the Beatles. About who? Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just I was I was sipping on my Pepsi, the the <laughs> universally agreed upon best beverage. Uh, what were you saying about this movie? Sorry, I, it was really not worth interrupting you. But you just said I saw the movie yesterday, and you know you guys did the fucking it bit for me for fucking two and a half years. So like, <laughs> Cody, I want you to know that I never even thought about saying I love the movie yesterday or I saw the movie yesterday and now I will say that I, I'm going to make that joke. That's that's like in my <laughs> running bit repertoire so I appreciate oh, perfect. it. It's, it's perfect. It's a pretty good bit. Good. Um, yeah. Gosh. And I just want to write the movie about the one person who does who the one person who remembers the movie yesterday. No, um, that's a I mean it's a sketch but no, like it's an it's entire still... feature movie about <laughs> one person who remembers the movie yesterday and then no, and then I he mean, writes the movie and then people right. are like we're not making this why did you <laughs> right they're like this what? Is bad <laughs> no i mean it truly if snl had been on like during the summer it yeah. feels like a sketch they could have done where it just truly is like no i'm telling you there's a movie about a guy who forget uh, like in the whole world forgets who the beatles is except for him and they're like who no, who that, directed that the movie exist. Danny they're Boyle. Like, they're oh, like Danny okay, Boyle. Sure. Danny Boyle, sure. the director of fucking Twenty Eight Days Later and Trainspotting, directed uh, a saccharine movie about the Beatles. Like, no. You're making it up. If you want to hear our thoughts on Twenty Eight Days Later, please listen to our episode called Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, our previous episode. Yeah. So yes, you saw the influence of this movie and other musical. Yeah, numbers. like uh, Crazy Ex Girlfriend has a total just like parody of the uh, the tango, the cell block tango. Yeah. Um, and I was like, why is Rachel Bloom making all these random noises? Yeah. And now I know why, because it was right. a reference to this. There's a was, lot of cell cell block tango like uh, parodies and references in the world. There was a big popular video that went around the internet uh, early college that was like the Disney villain cell block tango, 
like Todrick Hall did it. Uh, okay. Um, so like it was relatively big. And um, then but yeah, it's pretty reference. All that jazz is also another big reference to this, I think. Um, in, in, in terms movie, of something, that? well, just the, I mean, isn't there a song in this called All That Jazz? Yeah, it's or the opening it Yeah, it's the first song. The, I mean, the the movie All That Jazz is about Bob Fosse. Right, who, that's why I was like, it didn't influence it, it's just about him. Yeah, hmm. um, I feel like I've heard that song other places before. Um, yeah, probably, and that phrase kind of comes from. Yeah. Well, probably doesn't actually come uh, from that, but still. Well, it might. I mean, th- this movie was written, or the the musical was written by Bob Fosse in like the seventies, mm-hmm. uh, and then he made Cabaret, and that was a huge hit. the The musical itself wasn't a huge hit on Broadway, but Bob Fosse wanted to direct it as his own movie, um, but then died. So he couldn't. Oh, but then it was gotcha. then it was revived in the '90s and was a huge success. It was like this. It's the second longest running American musical to be on Broadway at the time. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting because like yeah, that it wasn't a big hit to begin with because now like so many fucking people have been in Chicago. Like yeah, but I I think that you know it just wasn't necessarily in the style of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit ahead of its time in some ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking yes. of style, I really love the stylistic choices in this movie. You um, want to talk about some of them? Yeah, just like all the harsh lighting and like everything, mm-hmm. all the musical numbers being filmed as if they're performed in a jazz club. Like have, so cool. having that be the move rather than having them like sing in within the scene because like certain things like the like mama's song 100 percent could have just been her like walking through the jail cells singing her mm-hmm. song. Uh, the the scenes that were playing while the song was playing in the jazz club, right? That could have just been the setting of the musical number, but I one hundred percent prefer like all, all the like the the setting up of like the songs from like the announcers and uh, yes, the announcers very good. Yeah, yeah, it's a like, really fun works touch. really well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very like impressionistic. It's very like yeah. I mean the the. The musical scenes are imagined to some degree. They're all through the perspective of yeah, Roxy. all of them yeah. except for maybe two, and even those have like those elements of like in the very first musical number, it's all that jazz and um, Velma but is performing there. it, but then she does imagine herself on stage. So like that element's always there. Yeah. So so yeah, so all and the, the, la- songs the last are... scene the, is the only potentially real one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. There was there was another uh, scene that was shot and then was cut because it didn't involve her and they decided to like you know to in order to kind of make it clear that all of these songs are kind of in her imagination or her perception, uh, <laughs> they had to cut a song that like didn't involve her and wouldn't have made sense with that kind of line of thing. Yeah, because I don't know if in the play, at least the version I saw, it doesn't necessarily make it seem like those are imagined scenes, but when you're no, on like a stage like, and just running around, yeah. it feels like a little bit more natural. Yeah, well, probably I mean, just more a like, little bit more like one musical. Thing. From what I was like, reading, rules. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Oh, I, from what I was reading, in the original production of the play, all of the songs were like vaudeville acts. Um, mm-hmm. so it was, you know, there was still that kind of cutaway thing, oh, okay. um, but it wasn't as stark as in the, in the musical where it's like, you know, completely different, like lighting styles and sets and costumes yeah. and like com- just completely different things happening between and like, the musicals and the actual scenes. 
And it's not just cutting to like a stage with like, you know, fancy lighting or anything. It's it's doing like like Cody was saying, like impressionistic storytelling. Like it's mm-hmm. contributing to the uh, the narrative and it, it God, and it's just so filmed in such interesting ways and the, like the sets are so huge. There's I forget which number it was, but there's one where there's just mirrors everywhere and like the mm-hmm. whole time it was like a Roxy uh, solo. The whole time I was just thinking like how did they film this? Like how did they get all these pieces together and it's just a really just impressive feat of like choreography. And well, this and is I, one one of many reasons why I think there should be a best choreography award in the Oscars. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, but whether that be like fight sequence choreography or musical number choreography, uh, something should be winning something for choreography. Right. The issue is that I feel like a musical co- choreography would always beat a fight choreography because not everyone like can identify a good yeah. fight choreography as well as they can but, like a musical. But then there's stuff like Mission Impossible Fallout or John Wick or, you know, where like it's just undeniable. Yeah, no. I completely agree that those are award worthy and probably better than any like musical number of the year. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, if you're asking like an Oscar voter, like what's your favorite choreography, like this fight scene or this musical, they'd be like, well, there's no music in the fight scene. So it's definitely the musical. Yeah. I mean, what you you would have to do is like a best stunt performance and then a best choreography. Yeah. Or or best fight choreography and best uh, musical choreography. Anyway, um, I agree. The choreography is fantastic and very Mm -hmm. Bob Fosse and like the jazz hands and, you Mm -hmm. know, the, I don't know. I don't know that much about musicals. I just know that this is Fosse. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, the other thing I love about the musical performances is the way that it will often like cut back and forth yeah. from yes. real scenes to fake scenes. I think that's like incredibly well done. Um, let, let's run through a little bit cause this is the Oscar winner for this year, right? Yeah. So it won best picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it won best supporting actress for Catherine Zeta Jones, who is giving kind of like a, wildly good performance yeah Uh, she's an incredibly good singer an incredibly good Mm -hmm. dancer and she's just got that like mysteriousness and like you're just drawn to her in the same way roxy is kind of drawn to her like just well it just sort of happens she's fascinating to watch the wild energy she has in the musical number where Mm -hmm. she's like pitching Roxy on the plan for them to do the act together. And she's basically doing both parts. Like the manic energy she has in Uh, that scene is so incredible and so well done. It's like, I'll I'll do this and then you'll do this. And then she's, uh, it's, it's, ah, I love it. It's very good. I I think that, you know, she is fantastic in this role. Just when she shows up, you immediately understand like, oh, this is like, a star and every time you see her mm-hmm. she like has that star energy but you know mixed in there is like the jealousy and the the loneliness and mm-hmm. you know every every complication of her feelings from having to be in jail and share the spotlight and really you know fight for you know someone to pay attention to her well and then this the subtle like storytelling that happens in the beginning and a lot of it relies on her performance as well as like good direction and editing of like 
they're asking where her sister is, et cetera. <laughs> and like, and she's you're kind of realizing the, that something yeah. is up well, and you don't get confirmation until Roxy meets her later, but yeah. you're just like, you do something strange. You do see her washing the blood off her hands. People are like asking, where's your sister? And then she's introduced as like the whatever sisters. Kelly Kelly sisters. sisters. Yeah. And then it's just her on the stage and 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 the cops show up. It's like really, it's an awesome musical number for all the reasons like you love a good musical number. But then on top of that, it's like really suspenseful and you're kind of like leaning forward. Like, where's this going? What's going on? Why are the cops here? Uh, I mean, you're pretty sure she murdered someone, but you're not sure what happened. Right. Uh, It's I I just love the moment where like they pop up and there's a spotlight on her and a spotlight where her sister is supposed to be. mm -hmm. And she just like gives like a a nod to the spotlight operator and the one just pivots towards her. And you're like, she knows what she's doing. Right. Um, Um, So other nominees for this movie would be. Well. Or do you uh, want to do winners first? You want to finish the winners before well, we move on? Well, I think noms? it's interesting because it's a rare uh, rare instance of two nominations for the same movie in the same category. Because yeah. Queen Latifah was also nominated for Supporting Actress. Oh, interesting. Right. Which is interesting because it's a fairly small role. I mean, it's not super small, yeah. I guess. But I mean, like Catherine Zeta-Jones is almost, you know, almost a co-lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Queen Latifah is, you know, I mean, it's like a true supporting. Much, yeah. yeah. Queen yeah. Latifah has a bigger role in this than uh, Anne Hathaway did in Lame Is. That's true. I mean, they both have like the That's one true. number, but then right. Latifah's um, like scene count is definitely higher. Yeah. Um, other things this movie won for best art direction, which is like production design. It's an obvious win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, costume design, of course. Yes. Um, Editing, absolutely. Uh, I think the editing in this may be so good. Yeah. Uh, sound. Obviously. Yeah, they <laughs> give that to the musical most of the time. Uh, but the nominees, uh, Zellweger got an actress nominee. Mm-hmm. Um, John C. Riley got nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actor in this movie. For some reason, uh, I thought he won in this movie. but Nope, he's yeah. never won. But he has been nominated several times. Yeah. Um, um, the winner for supporting actress was Chris Cooper in adaptation. Have either of you guys seen adaptation? Yeah, no. yeah. Uh, it's really that's good. a very small role uh, yeah, very that small he role. won for, uh, and I think he probably won because he's playing uh, John the Rock. Um, yeah. Oh no, I sorry, I was misremembering who he was playing. Yeah, who's um, he playing? Weird. He's like the anyway. Meryl Streep's uh, guy, right? An adaptation. Yes, she she was also nominated for adaptation. So was Nicolas Cage. Good well, for him. Anyway, that was I that was I was interrupting because I thought there was something interesting happening and, and there wasn't. So uh, ignore <laughs> me as usual. Um, it also got nominated for best director, but it lost uh, to Roman Polanski, who we awarded an Oscar in two thousand two after him not being able to come to the United States for many so many years. Did he? Did someone accept it on his behalf? Or I, I don't guess know. If it's I, best picture. Oh, but this is best director. Best director. Oh. Yeah, because if it was best yeah, picture, because obviously that's why we're talking about it. This one won best. Picture. Right, right, right. But yeah, yeah. If it was best picture, like the producers and stuff. So like Harvey sh- Weinstein so th- won best picture, and Roman Polanski won best director. Yeah, I guess e. so. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but. It, it, it's it's super fucked up because for best picture you're you're 
you're rewarding the movie, right? Yeah. We literally gave Roman Polanski <laughs> an yeah. Oscar, and uh, years and years after, like wasn't he the could not wasn't come the last the time either. Well, I guess it was maybe the last time he won Best Director, but uh, the Pianist was like 2006, not, right? No, no, no. This is for the Pianist. Oh, this is the Pianist. Yeah, I thought that I don't one. Think best he's picture. been nominated since then. Although I will double check that. I thought he has thing, not. I been, thought pianist won pian- best picture for some reason. No, it didn't. No, oh, um, the okay. pianist is that was a. Okay, it's a good movie though. Okay, I believe you. I, I'm just never gonna I see. I didn't it. love it. It's just yeah, very, very like long it. and sad, like any Holocaust movie is gonna. Yeah, be, it's just a long, sad Holocaust. I did not know about the Holocaust. I thought it was about a man who played the piano. Well, it is. For most of the movie, he's not playing the piano because he's running from the Nazis. Um, yep. I think I like it better than Schindler's List, but that's just a hot take. Whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, Chad, just so you know, that's a wild take that Mark just said. Okay. Um, I guess, it, yeah, it's a little shorter than Schindler's List. That's the only better thing. It's a little shorter and uh, more focused. It's got more pianos. Mm, I don't think it's there's, as good. It does there's have less pianos, like documentary footage like Schindler's List is trying to do, but it's also, you know, it gives you the same sense of scale. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't go to the camps is the other thing that mm-hmm. differentiates the, tw- the two of them. So um, uh, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, other n- things that uh, Chicago was nominated for best adapted screenplay, um, cinematography, which yeah, feels yeah. right. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, and then original song. Apparently one of the songs was original oh. and wasn't in the Which play. one? I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I know that it lost to Lose Yourself. <laughs> Lose Yourself won Best Original Song <laughs> I mean, this that year. song is really I mean, you kind of can't yeah, deny it. Yeah. It was uh, I Move On. I don't even know Not what Not coming to mind is. currently. Yeah. Which is a hallmark of musical movies that get nominated for Best Picture. Uh, Every time the Best Original Song gets nominated, people are like, the fuck is this? And, it's and always an extra. just like the rest of the songs nominated, usually it is over the end credits. So, oh, um, oh that's when it got oh, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's double cheating. Is that did Les Mis do that too? Is that their bonus one over the credits? So I theirs is in check. the movie. Okay. Yeah, Valjean um, gets like something else to sing or something in the movie. I forgot. I mean, that's gonna what happen. <laughs> what what was it? I don't know. Um, but that's going to happen with Cats this year where they're going to add oh, maybe. No. The, yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. They're, they're going to add a song and it'll probably be like a song to try and make a story yeah. out of the whole thing. Like with the main, with that main cat that keeps showing. Um, anyway. So, so here's what I'm currently trying to figure out. This yeah. movie is an hour and 53 minutes. Sure. Is it the shortest Best Picture nominee in a long time? I'm no, trying to figure that out. I feel like most Best Picture no- uh, winners are over are pretty two fucking hours. long. Uh, the artist, like that's got to be the the shortest one in recent um, memory. Green Book is not that long, is it? I feel uh, like maybe. it's definitely it's over two, two something. Hours. Um, the artist is an hour forty. Oh, wow, good for it. Yeah, also, there's really, also really, no dialogue. So really tight well, uh, no, screenplay there. there. Well, yeah, on, uh, there is dialogue at the end. Um, I haven't seen it. 
Whoa, shit, spoiler. Yeah, huge spoiler for... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the artist. What, like, the it's fine. I don't, watch I don't know. Spoiler it, I for started literally it was, the last second. I started yeah. it, and I was really bored 10 minutes in, and I said, artist, more like the fartist, and then I turned it off. Wow. wow. I actually like loved that movie when it came out. I'm very interested to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was a different person when I tried to watch it. It, it was literally 2010, 2011. Yeah. That I, I put it on when it was like just out on DVD. I was like, best picture winner, buying it, because I like movies, and yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah, it's. I think you'd appreciate it a lot more I now. Probably like, would. All on it, honestly, yeah. Um, uh, uh, upon, upon further research, Moonlight was an hour and 51 minutes, so just barely shorter than Chicago. Man, Moonlight's uh, so but good. But I think notable nonetheless for being a Best Picture nominee shorter than two hours. Yeah, that's short. So Moonlight, The Artist, Chicago, all kind of fall into that. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Um, if they would ever let an animated movie win, it probably would also be shorter. Um, because those like to sit at 130 or 140, but yes. you know. That's why Cody um, can't get enough of them. Cannot get enough of them. Um, yeah, so Chicago is good. Um, what what is y'all's uh, what is y'all's favorite musical number in the in the film? Um, I really like the one where she's where Velma's trying to convince um, uh, Roxy to to join her, but then like all that jazz is just kind of undeniable. That's probably my favorite song, but yeah. then like. As far as numbers go, but you also can't argue with Silkblock Tango. Really, I mean, that one's really you know? good. Yeah, it, once it gets into it, it's really good. When it starts, I'm just like, "What is happening?" And then, well, I, and the other thing with Silkblock Tango is it's mostly people talking. Um, yeah, so it doesn't. Yeah, so it's got a little, a bit of a different feel. Yeah. To it, me, the best, the best one is the marionette. That one does. Mister uh, yes. Cellophane or whatever. No, that one's also oh. good. That's the John C. Riley one. Um, we both the, reach the, for the gun. Y- yes, yes, where it where it's um it's uh Richard Billy Flynn. Yes. yes, yeah, he's 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 being her as she talks and she's uh-huh. acting like a puppet she, and is like she, going down her, and like it's it's incredible. Honestly, her like body performance in that scene it's should have won level. her the Oscar. Yeah, uh, how often do you get to see re- actors just have like a fun? Like body full body performance like that. That's not like a Jim Carrey, you know. Right. Yeah. It's 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 so good. Yeah. Like it's like she's truly like moving like a dummy. Yeah. Like it's. I mean, it it sounds like an easy thing to do to just like let go and just be a dummy and like collapse to the ground like a doll. But like she fully just is a dummy. Um, (laughs) That scene is also great because you know anytime that she's saying something of her own will. Then it cuts to like mm. real life where she says it, and then it cuts it back yes. to right. the the puppet master, like yeah. you know, rewording what she said in a, in a better the, way. The editing in that scene is incredible. It's incredible. Really great. Yeah. I love too when it's revealed that there's like a bigger Richard Gear like controlling that puppet too and like he's also controlling like the journalist and all the people there Mm -hmm. like it's a cool like visualization of how he's manipulating that entire situation yep like that may be 
my favorite scene in the movie. It's, it's hard to figure out which scene is the best. It's truly but that one just the, like blew me away. It's all the elements of what makes this movie good coming together in one scene. It's it's mm-hmm. good performances. It's good. It's good singing. It's good. It's not a lot of singing. It's not on him talking, but there's good singing as well. Um, yeah, it, but it also like captures the the theme of like you know controlling the media by controlling mm-hmm. the message because you know mm-hmm. he totally. just says we both reached for the gun enough times and the press starts saying it. Yeah, uh, and I just love like the way he, like syncopates like we both reach reach for the for the for the gun gun gun. Yeah, um, it's so good. In, in a way so, that it's just oh, super yeah. catchy. Damn catchy. That was not for the, the gun 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 gun. Yes. Yeah, that was not God. me glitching out. I you guys both had like, panic in your eyes as you were like, is is this? No 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 no. I was like thinking about it and I was yeah. like fuck you're right that is so good because they just like it's one of it's one of those things where like it sounds so joyful and happy but they're like talking about lying about a murder so it's like this weird like combination of of feelings and and themes it's also one of those musical theater things that is a lot harder than you necessarily realize to do. Mm. You know, like yeah. there's a lot of those musicals and it's kind of a, uh, um, who is the guy who did uh, Into the Woods? Um, Sondheim. Is it Sondheim? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Sondheim thing of where they're like two people talking at the same time and that they're going over and it's like a bunch of different right. lines yeah. kind of like layering over each other. That is deceptively hard, but so is the... He reached for the like the that syncopated thing is yeah. also like deceptively hard because you have to like not step over the person and like do it on the beat and like yeah I don't know it's it's impressive like it yeah. it's, it's it's a yeah. magic trick kind of like it's it's it's, it's harder it's than you realize really impressive and I think that what's great about this movie is that like it really captures the the joy of musical theater while also doing things that only film can do. You know what I mean? Yes. 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 I think this really plays with, like, being not just a musical, but being a filmed musical. I agree 100%. So so often when I'm watching a musical movie, I'm thinking, like, why am I not just, like, watching the play? mm -hmm. But, like, yeah, I agree 100%. This is fully doing both really, really well. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times you're like, of course, I mean, like, Cats, I could watch the play, but there's no digital fur technology in the play, right. so I should yeah, probably sure. watch the movie, because like, like, they're cats, and they're people. And, and like, Les Mis, like, you could go see the play, or you can, like, get really, really, really close to their faces while they sing, and... Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was his choice there. He's like, I guess I can put the camera right on Just them. right um, on Just Yeah, you, you either could go to the play, or you could watch the movie where they're singing as they're acting. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You just heard that. That's how plays work. <laughs> right. Oh, right. I do. Uh, I do actually love the movie, the 2012 Les Mis. That's yeah, wild. I think. I mean, I guess some people do, but that's just not the most common. Here's opinion. the thing. I, I, I feel like a lot of people are like fine with it, but I uh, fine with it to hate. Really it. think if you if you're singing in your movie, your movie just got like three stars better <laughs> for me. Mm, don't wow. you hate Greatest Showman? No, I like it a lot. Oh, okay, okay. Somebody, it's somebody else then. Yeah. I don't love that movie, but I also don't no, hate the, it well, because the, I kind of agree with you. Like at the end of the day, there's musical numbers. Here's, like, here's the whatever. thing. Here's the thing. Is the Greatest Showman a good movie? Of course not. Of course You'd be not. insane to say the Greatest Showman should have won Best Picture. The year came yeah. Out. You'd be insane to say that. But mm-hmm. do Here, I kind of want to watch it right now? Because you reminded me of it. Yeah. 
Do, yeah. do, am I probably going to watch the musical number where Zac Efron and Hugh Jackman take a lot of shots? Oh, uh, uh, that scene's I'm so I'm probably going to watch good. that as soon as we turn <laughs> so off the podcast. Um, um, do you guys know who wrote Greatest Showman? Uh, it's in it. Benji and Park, who did the music, uh, the La La Land boys. The no, the script for Greatest Showman was written by oh. Bill Condon, who also wrote Chicago. Who is go. directing a movie that I get fucking hyped for every time I see What's the trailer this? in theaters, and it's weird that I get this hype What's for this? the movie, the 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 Good Liar, which is the Ian oh. McKellen and he Helen Mirren. He's directing it. Yeah, okay. he's directed a couple things. Yeah, uh, he but also I get directed so Dream Girls and Beauty and the Beast. Wait, is Helen uh, Mirren uh, singing uh, yes. in that movie? No, okay. no, it, it's 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 just a spy movie. Well, she should. Yeah, be. he did. He did Beauty and the Beast. Didn't he do a Twilight? Maybe he might have. Yeah, what I'm looking at is is just talking about you know different cast and crew members who have done other musicals. Um, so yeah, he directed be- Breaking Dawn. I didn't see that one. Uh, both which parts, is, he, which is famously a musical do about they, they sing uh, in that boring one? Cool. werewolf families. He also there should be werewolf Jonas. musicals. He uh, directed the Jonas Brothers Fly With Me music video. <laughs> uh, um. Interesting. Right yeah. Uh, he, the, anyway, The Good the, Liar looks incredible. The director of this, Rob Marshall, also went on to direct Into the Woods, which you were talking about earlier, Cody. Mary Poppins Returns, which of course yep. we all loved last I, year. I yep. like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, you oh, know I, what else that motherfucker's directing and all of you guys can stop freaking out about it now now that you've seen Chicago and can breathe a little easier he's the guy doing Little Mermaid I, I, I mean, was never I, freaking out about Little Mermaid never, I just am I couldn't be less interested in a movie <laughs> that's yeah anyway I know that's we just have was, a difference of opinion about it but it's just like I don't care about the original animated Little Mermaid at all um, oh gotcha yeah. I like it um, but that that's when people were like, man, Aladdin's so bad and Lion King is so bad. And I'm like, okay, yeah, fair. But we can't just write them off completely because Little Mermaid's going to have a actual musical director, which is something that right. both of the ones this year were lacking. Yeah. And Mulan's an action movie. Like, that's why I was like, calm down, everybody. But yeah. you'll see Little Mermaid, Chad. So no, I'm fine. sure I will because I just, I, I see everything. It's a musical. It's like a Here's directed by Rob Marshall. Yeah. That, that makes it better i guess i just don't it does i don't like the original do you know it's the well this one will improve that then hopefully um do you know that it will be the second movie about mermaids directed by rob marshall because he directed pirates of the caribbean on stranger tides which features (laughs) mermaids i do like that one i feel like people didn't really talk about that one but it was was i think that's that that's like lowest on a lot of people's list but here fifth one fourth i I like it better than three i liked the fourth one all right whoa slow down i think the first three are like this inarguable number two is like god tier it's the see best i think one, one is god tier okay. um and then the two and three are like very very fucking good and work with the trilogy and then four is like yeah fine but and fun five one, is five and fun one doesn't have davy jones and his digital tentacle technology yeah, but it has Barbosa and Barbosa rules. Barbosa does rule. Um, I like when when he when he says, uh, oh, "What's the line he says?" He says, uh, "Well, he says better you better start, start bar- in uh, ghost, ghost stories, stories. Mister. You're in one. 
<laughs> truly, truly one of the greatest lines in cinema. It's probably um, the best one. <laughs> we need to save it because we're going to talk about this literally on the next miniseries. Oh, it's very close to oh, us talking man. about it. Is it oh, wow, that's so exciting. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so how you feel about musicals and also how I feel about musicals is honestly, at the end of the day, how I feel about Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Where I'm like, I don't know. At the end of the day, they're pirates. There should <laughs> be not more, that mad at it. There should be more movies about pirates. Uh, there should there should just be more Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I don't fucking care. Hey, Do, there should I, be, they don't have to be about Jack Sparrow. Yeah, just give me weird that, monsters that and be, fucking pirates. That should be the next Chad, cinematic universe. Is is the pirates? Well, the supposedly they're working on hey, that. Hey, hey, Chad. Hey. Um, I don't want to spoil Ad Astra for you too much. But space pirates. There are technically pirates. Space in pirates. It. Uh, there are. T- there are technically space pirates <gasps> in it. He is absolutely correct. To be more is specific, it like, is it like dumb, like Matt no, Damon, the Martian no, space pirate? It, they're not I Martian. I haven't seen that movie, so I don't uh, know. Okay, <laughs> the Martian is a good movie, but all his whole like, technically, I'm the world's first space pirate. I was like, okay. Oh no, no no no! These no. are these are people attacking and trying to rob someone else. That <laughs> they're not technically <laughs> space. They're not. I mean, it's hard to call them space pirates. I'd are probably go with moon pirates. They're moon pirates. <laughs> Is that the sequence in the trailer where they're like yes, shooting at the lunar yes, rover? Yes, yes, oh my yes, gosh, yes. I want to see it. It is <laughs> awesome. Signing it's like remember in what First time Man I, I when have time to see it tonight. I could see it tonight. <laughs> yeah, you, you could see it tonight. Let's wrap make, up. <laughs> make time. Uh, you know the scene in First Man where Neil Armstrong is like on the moon all sad? Yeah. Imagine that, but they're uh, racing through the moon <laughs> and shooting guns at each other. Yeah. <laughs> so Why does the trailer good. for Ad Astra look so boring? Except for that one shot. I don't know. It is, it is a very slow movie at the same time, though. Well, not but slow, I, but like yeah, very like... It's like it's methodical. It's very like what well, it's paced, but I never felt it slow. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very like you know about half of the movie is Brad Pitt thinking to himself about how he feels about his dad. Right. Is it's Liv good. Tyler written as poorly as she seems to be in the trailer? Uh, no, no, worse. Was, uh, she uh, wasn't in the original cut of the film, Chad. <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah she's she's the like i gave that movie five stars because my five stars is more generous than a lot of people's because i don't believe there's such a thing as a perfect movie uh-huh. and so like i can find little problems with movies and it still be five stars she's the one like big problem in it to me um so chicago Let, let's let's drive on back to the windy city um <laughs> do you guys have any kind of like final thoughts about this movie um, it's good. It's good. Uh, yeah. music. It's there. Uh, it's dancing there. also there. Uh, mm-hmm. acting. You got, you got all three. Congrats! It's a hat trick. <laughs> Congrats! It's all good. The um, the one last thing I want to talk about for me is the Eastern European ballerina scene. You know, she's claiming she's innocent the whole time, and it's a big show, it's a big show, it's a big show, and then she gets hanged. She's the first woman to ever get hanged. And it's still shot like a show, and the audience still applauds like they did for all the musical number. And you kind of see both Roxy and Velma be like, oh, we were playing it like a show, and these people are just going to accept a show and it 
doesn't matter about us at all. Yeah. Like it doesn't like we can end up dead. They're still getting a show, which is why I was talking about this and hustlers have a little bit of similar ideas of like, um, it's everything's a show. And at the end of the day, people don't give a shit what the show is as long as they're giving, getting one. Mm. Um, people want blood is kind of the other like darker, um, takeaway from it. I think it's such an incredibly well, like, like honestly, like F plot, but still really sombering and kind of changes the mood of the movie from there on out. Yeah. That sequence was uh, hard to watch. For sure. Yeah, it's it's tough, uh, and, but it's still done very theatrically and musically. Um, yeah, yeah, and they and they had the the red scarves the whole time to symbolize like murder, which is really cool. Yeah, you got that a lot show. in the uh, the cell block tango scene. Yeah, that that scene just rules. This movie is fun to watch. Very fun to watch. I guess yeah. now the question we have to reckon with is. Is it the best movie of 2002? Um, specifically, uh, is it like better than Spirited Away? Uh, Spirited Away. Spirited I feel Away. like you know my answer to this question, so I'm going to yeah, go ahead so and say it. Yeah, so you go first. Uh, yeah. I like this movie more than Spirited Away. I think this is a movie mm-hmm. that just bangs on all cylinders. It We talked about it before, from choreography to editing to set design to costume design to performances to singing to writing to cinematography. It's just... a yeah, it, it hits every single mark so well. It's just one of those like god tier movies. I loved it. Five stars, better five stars than Spirited Away. Um, I guess more, I'll go next. Um, I am going to go with Spirited Away, even though I do love Chicago quite a bit. Um, love musicals, love that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, I love animation a lot too, and I think Spirited Away is an impeccable piece of animation one of our best filmmakers best work i think i said that last time um and i just get really swept up in the story and the world that it builds and stuff like that it and chicago are close i just thought about this in advance of the podcast like this isn't necessarily an easy choice but i think uh i think i'm gonna have to go with spirited away myself so now it is all up to mark as we, as me and Chad both reach for the gun, <laughs> Mark is going to do something for the gun. Uh, they, gun. they both reached for the gun. Um, uh, it's a tough question. I think, you know, as I always say, they're completely different movies. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that one's really, really, really good. I think they're both really, really, really good. Okay. Um, with Chicago, it's really easy to, you know, like the soundtrack for this movie is just so, so great. It's like wall-to-wall bangers on, on this album. Uh, good job. Uh, I'm going to give the credit to Bob Fosse, even though he didn't make it in the movie. he's the only one we remember. <laughs> he's the name associated did, with it. Um, yeah. Uh, but Spirited Away, I feel like it just has such a, much of a emotional connection. Uh, I think that you know, Spirited Away is is a more personal film, whereas this is a more broad film, um, mm-hmm. which I think a Broadway makes it, film. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like Broadway isn't in Chicago. It took me a second to remember that's where musicals are. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think at the end, oh, God, this is so hard. I'm looking at Chad's face, and he's mad at the fact that I'm even considering. 
Um, no, I just I think I see where it's going, and that's making me mad. But maybe you don't know where you're going, and that makes me happy. I I'm genuinely I think you should pick with teetering. your heart. I watched 12 episodes this weekend of Are You the One? And what they kept saying every episode is you've got to pick with your heart. Uh-huh. Yeah, hey, Cody, how'd that work out for the most of those episodes? <laughs> oh, well, they won the money at the end. At the so... end? Did they pick with their yeah. heart at the end? Yes. Did they? And strategy. Uh-huh. And um. mental. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and, and, you know, uh, uh, you know game logic and puzzle solving and you know but things but is i have better though while cody was describing are you the one i used a series of solo cups um and i found the one solo person in the house to do the math for us uh Uh and i think it's going to end up being uh sorry that was an elaborate are you the one joke from the one season i watched and are you the one season three reference and they're on season eight talking about it's a good show anyway it's a it's it's one of the more high concept Chad, I'll it's tell you about good. it here in a second. Okay. It's um, truly game theory. It's incredible. Okay. I'm anyway. gonna I'm gonna stick with uh, Chicago. Are you going uh, as, as my best picture? I am. Yeah, it's a wow. really tough choice because they're both really really good movies, and I might regret this down the road. Um, yeah, probably will. <laughs> but uh, look, Chicago is great, and uh, it's catchy as all hell. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's good. This I'm is, not mad about this. This is probably. The, I mean, I saw it yesterday for the first time. It's probably in my top three of the movies we've talked about on this podcast. Um, wow! Oh shit! Like, I love this movie. So it's like Fargo wow. before Sunrise and this. Uh, Fargo before Sunrise and this are probably my top three. Yeah. Wow. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what order. I haven't like updated my uh, letterbox list in a while. Um, but speaking of letterbox, you can find me on letterbox at Chad A Oliver as well as on Twitter and Instagram, uh, if you wanted to find me on social media, if we're doing that part of the podcast yet. Oh, we might as well. Um, yeah, we are, because I, we don't vote for best of all time no, until we'll next week. No, we do that week. next week. I uh, don't have a very up-to-date list of the, the movies we talked about on this podcast. I might, at some point, if I decide to update it and I have some time. Um, it depends on how hard I'm trying to procrastinate from my real job. Um but I do have other lists on there. Anyway, you can just follow me at Wallington Mark uh, on there and on Twitter and other places as well. Just look for me. If you uh, go to my letterbox, which is at Cody Lunsford, you will be able to see that I have Spirited Away as number five and Chicago as number 19 because we have talked about a lot of good movies. You have Chicago down at 19? Yeah. Do I, but it, do I like this movie too much? <laughs> I mean, maybe, but it's still good. Um, he, well, here's the like spoiler, and we'll talk about it more next week when we do our literal rankings. But between Spirited Away, Chicago, and the movie we're talking about next week, they are truly like so close in my brain, and it's one of the hardest like top threes I've ever thought about in my life. Huh. Um, so we'll see what next week brings. It'll be like the first time a picky has like been like so high on my list anyway um you guys should come back next week and hear that but until then you can follow me on social media at cody lunsford underscore on twitter and instagram and i already told you my letterbox you can follow the show at we pick picks on both twitter and instagram um that's it um yeah that's it so uh chad what's the best movie of 2002 chicago mark what's the best movie of the year 2002 
in Chicago. Cody, uh, what's the best picture of 2002? Or the best movie of 2002, more specifically? Uh, it is Chicago. Remember, everyone, some guys can't handle their arsenic. On the next episode of Best Pictures, we're talking about Lilo and Stitch for our bonus ep. Uh, it's a movie near and dear to Cody and Mai's heart. And Mark, you've not seen this movie? I have correct? not seen it. It'll be our first time. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Cody, we talk about this like once a month, I swear to God. I think so. And it always like fucks me up because it's such like a perennial yeah. classic. Yeah. So anyways, we're talking about that movie and it'll be fun to see it through Mark's uh, Virgin Stitch eyes. Um, mm. And through our, you know, we've we've been through it, eyes. Uh, many, is many Stitch times. a virgin in this movie? Is it addressed? No, he <laughs> Stitch fucks. Yeah, uh, Stitch is definitely not a virgin. Um, <laughs> right, that, that's what I needed to hear. Yeah, you can stream it on <laughs> Freeform. Watch a movie about some virgin alien. You can stream it on Freeform, uh, or you can wait till Disney Plus comes out. But you know. I don't know. Just listen to the or episode. Or buy it. I don't, like, buy it's, movie. Good. it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Hope you have a good week. <laughs>